All the shows from the Stoplight Network would like to pay our respects and send our best wishes to the victims of the Boston Marathon bombings and those others directly affected by what happened there, as well as the brave men and women of the emergency response teams in West Texas following the fertilizer plant explosions. Thanks to all of you for what you do and know that you're in our thoughts and prayers. You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. My Mac Podcast 454. Baby, you can drive my iCar. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the MyMac.com podcast. Uh, I, I have to tell you, folks, before, before we begin this show, that I really have no idea. The, this show could go in so many different directions. And with Will Green on, chances are it will. Well, small play on words there. Uh, will, how are you doing tonight? I'm very well, thank you very much. How are you, Guy? Yeah, well, I'm uh, I'm I'm doing okay now. Gaz Gaz isn't going to be here this week because he chose to do something oh, family oriented rather What's than that? be here for the podcast. What's that then? What's he doing? Uh he. Oh, you know what? He told me now. I can't remember. Um, something to do with with uh his his daughter. I think um, because you know she's in she's in that chorus that that they they had a competition. Uh, last weekend, and, and they play second in the country, and I, I think it's something else along those some, something else with his with his daughter. I'm sure you know once this podcast is out and Gaz hears it that that he'll send me a, a slap on the wrist to say I told you what it was <laughs> that I was going to be doing rather than doing the podcast, and you couldn't be bothered to remember it. It's not that I don't care, Gaz. It's it's this blonde Florida brain. Okay, but I I did listen to last week's podcast, and and I can't remember. He was whinging about something about picking his daughter up or something. I can't remember. Going on the whinging on about yeah. something or other. <laughs> well, well, he's you know his oldest daughter is over there in Fiji right now. Really? Yeah, yeah. He uh, and she's spending, I think it's like eight or nine months over there as part of her um, uh, university studies. God, I never went to Fiji when I was at university. <laughs> well, I uh, I would have loved to have gone to Fiji. That's I don't, I don't know about I don't know about for nine months, but it would have been nice I, to visit. What a complete con! How can anybody? It's <laughs> rubbish, isn't it? A complete. How can going to Fiji for nine months be part of an education? How does that work then? Uh, I don't know, but I I think that they should expand that and and <laughs> and have that for 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 men over the age of fifty and yeah. make, instead of Fiji, make it Hawaii. But yeah. you know, that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. So, what? It was about three days in France for on some rubbishy. Uh, oh, we went across to Burgundy or something. Sort of wandered around for three days. Got back on the ferry and went back home. I didn't go to Fiji for nine months. How come she's going to Fiji for nine months? What's she learning? I, I, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a really good reason for for why she's in Fiji and she's doing wonderful things. And I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to speculate because Gaz will get mad at me. I don't want that. <laughs> so, 
So, uh, well, you, now you said you were over over in uh, in Burgundy, in France yeah. for three yeah, days. Do you? How yeah. much of that do you remember? Oh, we just went, went over there, um, pretended to be older than we were, and got a few uh, glasses of wine, and <laughs> uh, played that table football for a bit, and uh, then got back onto the ferry and, and came home again. Oh. Like, all, like all English schoolboys do. You don't actually do anything. That's what I'm saying. It's, guys, you've been taken for a fool. All this money on, 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 uh, what is it? Uh, maybe it's geography, is it? Or cultural studies or something. I don't know. Oh, hmm. well, I know now, um, my, my, my older son for the last, uh, I guess three or four years has been going, on uh church mission trips and you know to places that are that are economically depressed and they'll go and they'll help people out in their homes and and deliver you know lunches and dinners to invalids you know things along those lines uh mm. for like a week and there's like this whole uh, I don't know how much we want to go into this there was this, there's this whole organization that has all these contacts with with different uh youth groups and churches and uh, they'll they'll schedule them so that you know each group will be in a particular area for like a week or ten days, and they'll do all these you know all these and it's it's good works it's good works. So you know I, I don't want to I don't want to bad mouth it completely, uh, but uh, as far as I know, guy was never offered a chance to go to Fiji for <laughs> eight months. No, but he wasn't. It's a gravy train. The whole thing. Gravy train. <laughs> So what is going on uh, in your Mac life, or even just in your life in general? Uh, well, yeah, if, for American listeners, this probably won't mean much, uh, but uh, in this country, uh, <laughs> for anybody, probably won't mean much, but uh, for years there was a, a, a comic artist called Tony Hancock, and he was huge, absolutely huge, probably the, the biggest comedian we've ever had from a time period of, say, 19, oh, I don't know, 58 to 1968. Right. So this was like before Benny Hill and and those guys. Oh, yeah, yeah, before that. Okay. But uh, the the Benny Hill humor, it was good, but it, you know, it was slapstick. Yeah, slapstick, where where the Hancock humor really sort of uh, carved out um, uh, almost sitcom genre uh, uh, in, uh, in in a sense and well, was uh, it was the, it like a variety show where there would be like different skits and and things along those lines or was no, that, there like a central theme that we, that's the part of it that was very different to anything else that was going on at the time the other time that it was everything was variety show type style you know that you'd have like um there'd be maybe a loose uh story plot then hung together with a few gags then you get a singer bizarrely you know, a third of the way, and then you continue with a very loose plot. Then you get maybe another singer or whatever. Like the Goon Show, for instance, it was very much along those lines. It had a loose plot with with uh, variety elements. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's weird. You and I were actually kind of talking about something like that before we started recording because I I can't even remember how it happened. We were talking about the Lawrence Welk show. Yes. Which was kind of that same thing where, where, you know, Lawrence would, would do a song with his band and then, you know, come on out and welcome the Andrew sisters, you know, and then there'd be some <laughs> other, like a chorus group or, or, you know, a couple of guys with, um, an acoustic guitar that would sing, you know, whatever songs and some polka. And, you know, I, I don't know. It was, it was, I guess it was like a mid to late sixties thing. Um, 
My father loved that show. Uh, I, I frankly, it bored me to tears. I was, I think mom and my mother and I were more uh, Carol Burnett fans, but that, that, that's neither here nor there. So Alan Simpson, or sorry, Tony Hancock was a, uh, a, a great comedian in, in right around that same time frame and had, I guess, just this wonderful, wonderful comedic show. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. It was the first uh, Tony Hancock, Bill Kerr, Sid James, Hattie Jakes, all of the, the, the greats were on this show. And I had the, the great pleasure to interview one of the, the, uh, the scriptwriters, Mr. Alan Simpson, OBE, um, last Saturday, uh, which was a real privilege for me and, uh, yeah, real a real highlight. And uh, he's 83 and he's still as bright as a button. Well, I'm... I'm about fifty-three. I'm not nearly as bright. As well, I used I'm. To be. <laughs> I'm forty-one, and I'm feeling it a bit now. Really. <laughs> <laughs> now, was that was that for the British Mac podcast? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna cut it up into. The, we actually chatted. We took a bottle of wine and and. Uh, we we did it over about an hour and a half, and it was a real privilege. We talked about you know Pete because he was at that time we're, with uh, Goldman Simpson, Hancock, uh, Peter Sellers, Spike Milligan. Mm. There was a huge, um, well, I, I don't want to say huge. Okay, a, a very small uh, collection of people, but with a huge influence in the in the the comic uh, environment, both in this country and, and worldwide. And uh, and it was it was a it was great. To, talk about the you know the, his experiences and him getting drunk and going to jazz clubs and the whole <laughs> 60s thing it, it was it, it was a great it was a great great interview and he was a lovely lovely man or it is a lovely man i should say so it was it was really fun um and now, I did, did you it. say peter sellers yeah peter sellers yeah he was good mate to peter sellers so he was he was so because of all the guys you just met and you know and this is because I'm I'm an American, so yeah. I, I'm not going to be up on on a, a lot of this stuff in the UK. Uh, well, you know, Peter Sellers, of course, I've heard of. Oh, he, he wrote for Peter Sellers as well, and a chap called Frankie Howard. And if you look at his uh, Alan Simpson and Goldens, uh, the, the people they wrote for, they wrote for everybody. But yeah, they wrote for Sellers, and they were good mates of them, and they used to go out getting drunk and go to jazz clubs and all that sort of stuff. It was really fascinating. Um, the, the 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 British hierarchy, well, not hierarchy, almost uh, royalty of comedy. That's probably a better word. Uh, we're a very close knit community, and uh, and Galton and Simpson were really at the centre of all of that. So it's brilliant. Yeah, we had um, uh, what was it? Uh, Stephen Tobolowski. I don't know if you if you've ever you've probably never heard of him. I'm afraid not. No, he's a he's a character actor that has been in like close to uh between television and the movies uh 300 300 different you know things and did you ever see that movie with bill murray called groundhog's day oh yeah okay Wonderful. he played ned ryerson oh yeah he's yeah wasn't he he, was, and, he stole the film really in a sense didn't he? oh yeah yeah well at least the scenes that he was in and we had him on the podcast because he actually does his own podcast um uh, Stephen Tobolowski's birthday party. He did a movie called that where he tells these stories from Hollywood. Um, but it was the same kind of thing as far as, you know, a, a podcast goes where uh, we, I t we talked to him for well over an hour and there was so much good stuff there that 
we did the same thing where we broke it up for, for two different podcasts because there was just way too much material to do on a single one. And, it, and sometimes when you're talking to guys like this, you know, you, you don't want to sit there and cut anything because it's like, oh, well, you know, this led into that and that led into this. And if you cut something out, you lose some of the context of what it was they were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when you get to people of that importance, there's some, some sort of uh, historical importance in what you're sure. doing, recording what they're saying. Um, but it, it, it's difficult, isn't it? Because when you're interviewing people like that, you want to ask questions and you want to, I don't want to say you want to put your personality into it, but you sort of do because, you know, you want to see how they react to the sort of person you are. But in the same way, you feel a bit guilty about trying to do that because really you should feel, shut up, Will. Listen to what this guy's got to say. And it, 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 it's um, it's 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 a difficult uh, combination of the two, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And, and you got to kind of balance that, and it, it's it's so hard because, especially if you're a fan of whoever it is that you're talking to, you just you're just bubbling over with oh oh oh. You know, it would be like if I had Bill Shatner on. It'd be like oh, tell me about all the different Star Trek adventures, blah blah blah, which he's heard and had to talk about, you know, ad nauseum for yeah. you know, God knows forty fifty years. And would basically just go, you know what? I don't want to do this podcast. Click. <laughs> you know, and it would be gone. <laughs> is he uh, British, Bill Shatner? No, he's Canadian. Is he? Yeah. Oh. So And so is Leonard Nimoy. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, see, this is what I was talking about, folks. This, this podcast could really go in any direction. So we started off talking about you, know, you talking to Alan Simpson on the British Mac podcast, and somehow we have switched over to Canada. I like, I like Canada. Yeah, I like me too. It's a nice bunch of people. I always feel, is the, the, so there's this big thing between Australians and uh, New Zealanders. Right. And, is it the, and I suppose you could probably say in this country, it's the same thing between uh, uh, England from, and Ireland. No, more England and France, really. Oh, okay. Uh, and well, that's true because, uh, or at least Northern Ireland is, is still part of the UK. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, the, and is it the same between, uh, America, Northern America and, um, and Canada? Is it like a love hate thing or not? Uh, maybe with some people, you know, frankly, um, most of Canada, you know, with the exception of, uh, I can't think of what the province is called where Quebec is, which is mostly French. Uh, we have more in common with Canadians than than really almost anybody else. It, it's basically, for the most part, you know, and I don't want to you know tick off any Canadian listeners we have, but it, it, it's essentially a very very um, similar type of environment. You know, as a matter of fact, Hollywood films a lot of scenes in Canada because it's slightly less expensive and it looks like. You know, an American city or an American farm or American whatever that that's, you know, that that's right there. So, you know, I, I like Canada. I like Canadians. I've, I've had problems with other people from around the world, but never anybody from Canada. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, until I meet that one Canadian that royally hacks me off, I love all Canadians. I love Canadians. I had a great night with, uh, I was in a, uh, a pub in, in London once it was, it was Canada night. And uh, we we got really roasted, I suppose. It was totally. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 I'm it, stunned. It, oh yeah, it was a brilliant night, and um, yeah, I like Canadians, and, and I think their humour and 
it's I don't know. It's it, it's slightly different to the American humor. Would you agree or not? Yeah, slightly. Um, you know, but Dry, drier, I think. A little bit, a little bit. I think um, Canada. If if you were looking for a way to bridge the slight differences in culture between uh, the UK and the United States, you would have to have Canada come in and mediate. Yeah, I think it is. The, <laughs> you know what I mean? The, yeah, no, it, totally. It is the bridge between our, our sort of well, our two countries and and, and Canada. I like Canada. It's good. It's good. It's a good thing. <laughs> Okay, a um, couple things I wanted to talk about. Uh, there was the the I Steve movie from oh, Funny, yeah, from Funny or Die, and it was okay. Um, it wasn't the bre- the best breakfast I've ever had, and that's a Fast Times at, at Ridgemont High joke. And I'd like my money back, Brad. Uh, also, oh, real real quick, uh, I just learned that longtime listener of the podcast Eric Stone has has torn a ligament in his leg. And uh, all of us here at the MyMac.com podcast hope that you that you get up and get more mobile soon, Eric. <laughs> and let's That's see. nice. Wait, I haven't gone into birthdays. Uh, let's see. Uh, engagements. No, 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 no. I'm not going to go there. Uh, that's that's basically it. Now, did did you see it? Did you see the I, Steve movie? No, not yet. Not yet. Um, yeah. I've been. I've, I've I've read the reviews and stuff. It's got mixed reviews and things. Yeah, mixed but- reviews is is a kind way to put it. Yeah, yeah. What what was your thoughts on it? Uh, if they were going for laugh out loud, they kind of missed the mark throughout most of the movie. But I mean, there were parts that that I thought were really really funny. Now the 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 guy that that's playing Steve Jobs is uh, Justin Long, who most people would probably know from. Uh, either like the Die Hard, uh, the Die Hard movie, or you know some of the other movies that he's been in, but but mostly as the Mac guy in the Mac versus PC commercials here in the United States. Now I, I know they had a different pair of guys over in the UK to do those. Yeah, they had. Um, and those were I saw Mitchell some of those. Webb. Yeah, those were great. You know, it was similar concepts in some of them. But there were definitely, you know, UK related elements that were put into those commercials. And it, you know, anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about is, you know, especially here in the US, uh, look up UK Mac versus PC commercials. I'm sure they're all over YouTube. And the two guys that they had doing the, the Mac and, and PC were brilliant. Just so funny. Easily as good as Justin Long and uh, John Hodgman. I like John Hodgman. He's funny, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he is funny. Uh, let's see. I guess uh, we've been going on for a while. We should probably get over to the MyMac stuff. Uh, yes, I agree. Absolutely, yes. Okay, I'll take, oh. the, I'll take the first one. Uh, the first one is an opinion piece by Rich Lefko called That's Rich. And today he is annoyed and he's tired of apps. Hold on, hang on a bit. Yeah. Where's the jingles? I haven't got any jingles at my side, and you're Mr. Jingle Man. Oh, well, I mean, I I do have them, but I I don't have jingles for each one of the writers unless they send me something. Ah. Yeah, but you can... You mean like that? That's it. That's what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh. I've been been waiting for the jingles. Oh, we've got so many of them. 
And uh, I woke up this morning and... I don't know. So, Any fart jingles or not? Uh, no, as a matter of fact, that, that I seem to be lacking in um, the expulsion of, uh, of gas noises. How can you miss those ones? They're the funniest ones of the world. Well, That's, I think mostly because when I have a problem along those lines, this is what it sounds like. Well, that sounds painful, doesn't it? Imagine yeah. that. <laughs> I've okay. been there, though. I think we've all been there. Yeah. No, you, you need more fart jingles. I, I can, I'll, have to, I'll have to look some of them up. Squirrel. Yeah. So the, the first MyMac article is from Rich Lefko. It's called That's Rich. And today he is annoyed. And he's tired of apps reminding him to update them. Uh, he's tired of reminders and email notifications and says you can turn most of that stuff off. But really, are, are we that feeble-minded nowadays that we need all these reminders? And Rich thinks that apparently it is. So this is an opinion piece on the joys, sarcasm, of being reminded about, well, everything. Do we, do, do we treat this like, um, you know, like a, 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 an agony aunt column where we respond or not? Yeah, well, you can. If, if, so you we, have, if you have an opinion one way or the other, yeah, bring it out. Well, I think we should. I think we should answer this. Look, okay. Today, I'm, he says, "Today I'm annoyed." Are you getting tired of apps remind you to update them? How about reminders? What about email notifications? Um. Yeah. So, guy, what, what's your what's your um? You 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 answer his question or answer his opinion, and I'll answer too. Okay. Well, I I think especially a, a lot of the automatic notifications uh, can be very, very annoying. I, I prefer, you know, notifications along the lines of, you know, you have a dentist appointment at 2 p.m. that I've set up ahead of time. But as far as being reminded that I've got, you know, three apps that have updates in the iOS app store, or I've got, you know, three or four new Twitter notifications don't care. I'll, you know, I'll check those things when I get home. But when I'm out and about, you know, I, I really don't need to know. No. Right. That's good. What I'll about you? Uh, dear Mr. Annoyed, um, they're a complete pain in the arse, aren't they? Totally agree with you. <laughs> I've, what a fucking nightmare it is. Every five minutes you get a notification on. And the worst ones, right, the worst ones are when you get a, uh, an update to your software. And you can't just dismiss that. You can't click close or anything like that. You have to then open up the Blooming Update software thing, don't you? Or it keeps not, reminding you, yeah. Oh, it, no, it stays there in the, in the top right-hand corner saying uh, your software needs to be updated. It doesn't say close. It says something like update or more info. Neither one allows you to close the fucking little window to get rid of it. It's a complete nightmare. So... Uh, Mr. Lloyd, I totally agree with you. <laughs> okay. Next up, okay. Next up is a, a book review by David <laughs> Acklam called Atari Incorporated. Business is fun. Nolan Bushnell has always been a name that's, that's been synonymous with Atari for me. As to Ted Dabney, I didn't have a clue until reading Atari Inc. Business is fun. There are plenty more individuals like Nolan and Ted in the book that played very important and sometimes critical roles in the story of Atari. 
Besides individuals, you will learn about Apple connections that, like myself, you are probably not aware of. Christ, th this is the most boring e email I've ever read. It's the one this, man, <laughs> this, 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 man, this is Atari Inc. Business is fun. <laughs> it's a book review. God's sake. The guy, the guy, the guy wrote a review on a book. <laughs> so you're, you're not a you're not a big fan of uh, of Atari or not a big fan of book reviews. Yeah, but look at the title: Atari Inc. Business is fun. Are you going to write a review of it? Well, David did. Yeah, he did. Sorry, David. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll move on from that, and we'll go to the uh, X. <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Please move on to the next fascinating. Oh, okay, well, this is this is the this we're kind of light on on stuff at the MyMac uh, website yeah, this week. This is on. the last one. Uh, the XPrint server. This is a review <laughs> by Elisa. You say Pacelli, and I say Pacelli. And uh, this is the XPrint server. Uh, its price is ninety nine dollars. Uh, my HP printer is almost five years old, and I am of the philosophy: if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I have it plugged into my airport extreme so everyone in my family can print wirelessly from this printer. And if they don't, you know, if they don't, sorry, wow, I, I so blew that. If they don't want to use their own printers. However, printing from iOS is another story. More on that later. Seeing a problem to be solved, the good folks at Lantronics came up with an elegant solution, the XPrint server. And if you'd like to read more, scoot on over to the MyMac.com website and read the review by Elisa. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. There, is, that, is that what you meant earlier? Well, I think Elisa and David should get together personally. I think anybody who would write a review about a book called XPrint Server and anybody who would write a review about Atari Inc. Businesses Fun should get together personally. So David and Elisa, I think... Uh, that's a match. Well, I think I think I think Elisa is 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 long time long time married. I I don't know about David Acklam, so I I don't think she's looking to trade up, as they say. I, I feel I feel a bit awful now. I, I, I didn't want to laugh at anybody in particular. I didn't mean that. It's just <laughs> okay. I mean, the price. The price. Of the, who's going to spend a hundred dollars on a a book about printers? Well, it's not a book about printers. It, it's it's an actual uh, server. That, so that you can take you know different devices in your house and, oh. and, and print to. Oh, okay. No, I'll take it all back then. Sorry. So the first one, the, the well, Atari a book Inc. review, right? It's a book review, right? Fair enough. Which is forty dollars. All about uh, wow. Is it forty dollars? Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. That is kind of pricey. Yeah, Atari business is fun. You you um, would really really have to want to know a lot about Atari. You to certainly spend, would. To spend forty dollars on, on a book. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on to uh, the Google Plus community. Elisa, uh, speaking of Elisa. You say Pacelli and I say Pacelli. Uh, she was saying that we had Craig. Um, oh God, I know I'm going to screw up his name. Craig, I'm so sorry. Um, Mo I, I, Mosher, I, I think, is what I is heard what he that said. one last week. Is it Craig? Mosher. Mosher. Or Greg? Craig. Craig. Is yeah. that a combination of Craig and Greg? Uh, well, Gaz seemed to think so. <laughs> well, Elisa uh, uh, says that she's in the same neck of the woods as Craig, and she also went to the same Cheap Trick Aerosmith concert 
that Craig did last June, except she didn't have to drive an hour to get there. And then she puts in another little note here that uh, the first time that she saw Cheap Trick, because remember, I, I, I don't, when you listen to last week's show, I was talking about seeing them at, at the Mac World Expo. Um, she saw Cheap Trick at her, her freshman year in college and got to meet and interview them as she was an editor of the college newspaper, and she's loved them ever since. <clears throat> Sorry. Wow. She's loved them ever since. Um, Troy, Troy Mueller says that he's a little behind in listening to the podcast and he's on 452, which is the one that you were on. And there was one part where we were discussing with you, uh, about first computers and that got him thinking about, uh, his computer route into the Apple Mac domain. So he started to write it down and this is what he came up with. So he started off with uh, a ZX81, which I think is the, the Sinclair's. Then got a ZX Spectrum, uh, Atari STE, various home-built PCs from Windows 3.1 to XP, white MacBook, iMac, MacBook Pro, MacBook Air, 256, MacBook Air 512. And he says, yes, Will, I got the Atari because of the MIDI ports too. And that he remembers a big movement around Beats International. Do you know who they are? No. Using them for their records? I can guarantee this man is British. Anybody who would go from a ZX81 to a ZX Spectrum to an Atari ST has to be British. And, um, <laughs> well, he says it was it, a UK thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, oh, see, yeah it's, um, but the ZX81 was a Spectrum. Uh, it was uh, Clive Sinclair's sort of first uh, foray into, into sort of home computing and super popular across... The, now, I've got a feeling that wasn't the ZX Spectrum... Uh, or, and also the uh, the uh, ZX81 sold by, no, is it Tandy across in the US, I think? Oh, or not? Uh, I'm, I'm not sure, because I know that uh, Tandy, which was also known as Radio Shack here, did have their own line of computers. They actually had their own uh, operating system for them that was outside of, of uh, the Mac OS or Windows. I don't know how well it works. So I never actually tried one. Yeah, it seems. I, you know, I tell you what, I, I'm really happy about the. I for a while I was a uh, a teacher, a secondary uh-huh. course teacher, and um, when I was teaching ICT, it was very boring. It was all around uh, Microsoft uh, Office and you know t- teaching children how to make Excel spreadsheets and stuff, <laughs> and it was the, the dullest, the most uninspiring or uninspiring i should say uh it classes you could imagine and uh, across in the uk we had a bit of a, a revolution and all of that sort of gone out the window and introducing proper computing now and and um when i was growing up the zx81 and zx spectrum and stuff like that it, it's it, it taught you about proper computers and uh, have you heard of the the raspberry pi Yes, I have. That's running like a, a light version of uh, Linux, I think, isn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And it, it, it's for me uh, the the early days of the ZX eighty one ZX Spectrum, the BBC Micro, and stuff like that. You know, teaching children proper computing has returned to Britain. What's it like in, in the US, or is it the same that uh, children in the classroom are still being taught the same old rubbish, or, or is more innovative? innovative uh, uh, creative computing being encouraged um it it kind of it kind of varies i know with with my son guy who wasn't much interested 
in computers other than, you know, did it make his life easier to make reports and, and things along those lines? He, he wasn't, or as far as I know, still isn't particularly uh, creative when it comes to using a computer. You know, he, he, he looks at a, at a computer as a tool to make his reports, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, my son Peter, on the other hand, uh, is very much into audio and video editing and the creation of content. So uh, he's been taking classes, uh, which unfortunately they're not going to offer next year, uh, along those lines, uh, using movie editing software, not just with the Mac, but with Windows as well. And, you know, the, 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 the fine-tuning of getting the content ready before you actually go in to edit it. Because if you have, it's garbage in, garbage out. If, if you have, you know, crap video, there's, there's not much you, that you're going to be able to do with it once you enter it into a, a video editor. Same thing with audio. You can't take, and, you know, the couple of shows, <laughs> five, you know, five or ten episodes ago here on this podcast, you can't take crap audio and clean it up and, and make it sound like anything good. You have to start with something decent and then crafted into something that that you want but you have to start with something good to begin with and and that's kind of what these classes are that that peter is taking this year that unfortunately won't be offered next year uh you know teaching them about proper setups and you know getting good audio and and the correct lighting for video things along those lines that sounds a great course it's a shame it's not been made available next year isn't it well you know he's Peter has always kind of marched to the the beat of a different drummer, so to speak. So uh, we're we're you know, my wife and I are currently trying to figure out you know should he even bother going to a, a standard college because I think mostly the 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 kinds of courses that you have to take as you build yourself up to a, a you know like one major or another is going to bore him senseless. And he, he, you know, what we find is if, if a subject bores him, he, he just won't do it. Mm. So, you know, we're, we're starting to look at, at alternatives to a standard college looking for like for, uh, a, a, a facility that will get into the nuts and bolts of content creation. And, and, you know, even maybe going beyond that and expanding his, his, cause he, he, he works in and does uh, a lot of plays. He's done musicals. He's done uh, uh, drama. He's done comedy. Uh, you know, he's he's done singing roles, and he's he's actually he's he's pretty darn good at it. So you know, maybe an an alternative to a standard four year college education would be something that would be better for him. It's an I'm really excited for him. I, I wish I was. I wish I was him. In the, in a, you know, it's um. He, he sounds like not being. Uh, uh, I don't want to be bigger or anything. But he sounds very similar to to, to myself when I was his age. All right, um, now you're scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, but it is exciting. It, you know, he's he's obviously got the creative, the creative part Bug, of it. Yeah, and I really admire you as a parent uh, uh, trying to uh, you know think. Okay, well maybe the traditional. Uh, root won't be brilliant for him. It, maybe it'll stifle him. Maybe it'll, you know, pull him back years. And in the end, he'll go back to the creative 
bit path, of it anyway. Whatever you do, yeah. And it, it seems, a sh- you know, if you stifle it at this point, you'll have wasted years. And, and a lot of money. Yeah, and a lot of money and knock the edge off his, his enthusiasm. So do it. Go on. Chuck him into a stage school or chuck it into uh, some sort of um, uh, sort of creative media course. He'll love it. It'll be brilliant. Yeah. I, well, I, and I think that that's what we're going to... Now, he's only a... Um, he's a junior this year, so he has one more year of uh, high school or secondary school uh, before he has to make up his mind on, on you know, what path he'd be interested in in following you know, in, in the future as an adult. And I mean, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I, I, I wish he was a little, I I don't want to say a little less creative, uh, but it, it's sometimes it can be difficult to, to, to deal with, with a mind that, that works in, in that way as compared to, well, I, you know, honestly, I was kind of the same way. I, I was, was pretty much, bored to tears with a lot of the standard courses that I was taking in college. But when we got down to, uh, the electronics part, which is kind of what my major was, I was fascinated, you know, by the way things worked and and the way the pieces came together and all that. And I would typically do much better in the technical courses than I would do in, you know, creative, not so much creative writing, but, you know, regular math and, and things along those lines. What? Yeah, I, yeah, that's good. I, I don't know what to say. Um, I'm excited that your son is uh, is is sort of stepping up, out on a journey of creativity, and uh, he's got a lovely mom and dad to to support him. That's a that's a, that's a great thing. <laughs> now we were uh, there was a whole lot of input from uh, a variety of people, and this was all stuff that we that I pulled off of of Google Plus. Uh, if you're interested in seeing the and we were going to talk about it, but I think we're running a little bit long right now. Uh, if you're interested in seeing the computer path of Elisa Pacelli, uh, Troy Mueller, Nicholas Riley, uh, Kirshen, Shea, Kirshen Say, uh, myself, I, I have all the, my various computer paths in there, or my wife, things along those lines, go on over to the Google Plus community. Please join up, and uh, you can you can see all that stuff there. Now. Ah, oh, there's so much more here. Uh, we really don't have time to go into all the stuff that that we typically do, but I would like to welcome to the the my Mac Google Plus community uh, somebody whose whose name in Google uh, Plus it, is it, my it. random bollocks. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just, yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh when I, I I said welcome. You know, come on in. <laughs> yes. Uh, we've got some feedback from email. John Nemo made a new commercial for the podcast using last week's email sign off, which was very funny. And I, I need to put in a correction here. I put in the show notes last week, uh, Clive, uh, Hammond when his actual name is Clive Hammett. And I'm very, very sorry about that. So, uh, it's kind of too late to correct the show notes, but I'm, I'm giving myself a, a slap on the wrist. Here in podcast 454, and Clive, I, I, I hope that's good enough. That's not what it says here, Clive. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was really The show notes say, I spelled Clive Hammett's last name wrong deliberately just to pee him off. <laughs> Is that what it says? That's what it says. I'm reading it right now. 
Oh, and it doesn't say sorry at all, does it? Nope. Nope. It says, I did it on purpose. <laughs> Just because that's the kind of guy that I am. Yeah, that's the kind of guy I am. Yeah. Oh, we, we need what? to move on to the next section there, Will. Uh, do you remember how to, how to do the sign-off or what it is we say for the sign-off? No, I don't. Go on. Okay, then I'll do it. Everyone, please stand by to stand by. And uh, we'll be right back, Will Green and I, with the second section of the show. Technology is everywhere, and the Internet could seem like a large, scary place. Well, let TeacherCast bring it into focus for you. TeacherCast.net features the best in app reviews, screencasts, how-tos, and so much more. TeacherCast.net is also available in the App Store. Be sure to check out TeacherCast because students aren't the only ones with a lot to learn. Making the apocalypse seem like the soft option. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Here we go. Now, Guy. Yeah. Should I have a Chinese or a curry for my tea tonight? I'm so glad you brought that up, Will, because that, that, that's important. Uh, I find that part of that is going to depend on your plans later on in the evening. If you have a, a a fairly rigorous, you know, a rigorous activities plan for the evening. I would go for the Chinese rather than the curry based. Rigorous activities. Rigorous activities. Uh, well, what are they then? Uh, well, that could be almost anything. Uh, I guess. Uh, are we talking about going out with friends or just snuggling with the wife? Or, I, <laughs> what are we I, I'm forty. About? I'm forty-one. I haven't any rigorous activities in about ten years. <laughs> Which, now, <laughs> uh, actually, what we were going to talk about in this section wasn't curry versus Chinese-based cuisine, cuisine Uh It was, uh, how could Apple introduce an iCar without actually making a car? And Balls to that, balls to that. <laughs> what do you think? Okay, go ahead. Well, okay, so I don't get it. What is the difference between a Chinese and an Indian and rigorous activities? I don't get it. Why? <laughs> well, I, I think it has more to do with the uh, digestive track and how your body is going to <laughs> how your body is going to respond to Chinese food versus uh, a curry-based diet. I still don't get it. So well, we I find I find that curry can make me gassy, whereas Chinese food typically does not. So if uh, it, if I'm going to be by myself, then you know the the heck with it. Uh, I can be as gassy as I like and eat all the curry that I want. And if anyone's offended, they can leave the room. <laughs> you know things along those lines. Uh, if I'm going to be out with friends or if I'm going to be snuggled up with uh, the wife, then yeah. I, I don't know if I want to have uh, have curry at that point. <laughs> it all comes down what you're saying then, basically. It all comes down to the smell of your farts. Because if you're on the job, 
if you're on the job <laughs> and, and uh, if you <laughs> You're puffing it. No, I'll leave it. I'll leave it. I'll leave it. I'll leave it right now. But I've still got my dignity. My dignity and my <laughs> intact <laughs> intact reputation as as a gentleman and a scholar. <laughs> so you're saying, um Right, okay. Chinese then. Shall we? <laughs> yeah, Chinese. I go with Chinese. Okay, good. Good. I can, all right, now can can we can we go on to talking about the car now? <laughs> What is this iCar thing? Why is this uh, bit? This is your made-up bit, isn't it? Yeah, this is this is the made-up bit. I, I was Go on, basically then. wanted to get your opinion on um, now Apple. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about Chinese food and curry. Uh, uh, Apple is is trying to make inroads into. I, Go ahead. I don't think farting, whether it's curry or Chinese. <laughs> a level of intimacy is particularly a good thing, personally. No, probably That's not. A, no, I you should I, probably stay away from, from like uh, a three bean chili or something along those lines as well. Yes. Just, I think, just have a I nice salad, okay? <laughs> there, have a salad. Yeah, yeah. If you like the aromatic candle, that'll cover up most sins anyway, won't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> Baby. Um, wow, I don't even know where to go to now. I'm so confused. How do you think Apple could... <laughs> How do you think Apple could, could make inroads into the car business that doesn't okay. involve curry? <laughs> I don't care, if I'm honest. I mean, what, what, what is this made-up thing? How could Apple make inroads into the car business? What the hell are you talking about? They're a computer company. Well, sure, but I mean, cars cars encompass uh, uh, quite a bit in the way of computers these days, right? So, well, what's that, what's that going to do with Apple? Then it's got everything to do with Apple. Like right now, there are several car companies. <laughs> there are several car companies that are beginning to integrate uh, Siri, the the voice activation system within iOS into we the, know the various that things is. that you do with your car. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, right, this, right, okay, this is my take on it. Okay. Uh, no computer company will spend their time integrating software into a car, ever. Why do you say that? Because... They're stuck. If you integrate your uh, software into a car or a computer into a car, uh-huh. you're sort of trapped trapped in this car. It ah, makes but, a lot more. Su- Go on. All right. Think about this. Now, they they uh, the iOS devices prior to this generation had the the thirty pin connector, and then they changed it. They changed it to what they call the lightning connector. Now, one thing. And the, believe They're not me, idiots who listen to this. I know, I know. There, there is, there is a point. There is a point to this, and it relates to cars. Um, the one thing about the thirty-pin connector, as well as all the various USB connectors that you use for most of the Android devices, is that there's only one correct way to plug them in. 
And if you try to plug it in the other way, you'll either break the connector or you'll break the device. But Apple released the lightning connector and it doesn't matter which way you plug it in. It's always the right way. There's no right way or wrong way to plug it in. So if they could take something like uh, the iPad mini and when you get into your car, you, you hit your center console, a little thing pops out, you drop your iPad mini into it and it's slotted to go right onto uh, a lightning connector. You can use the, the computing power of the iPad mini to not only control things like your audio systems, which is what most people probably think of, but you could have on-screen displays for environmental controls, uh, for um, uh, as you know, whether you want your seat warmers, your seat warmed, or or you know, I mean, all the different things that you would have in your center console, you could have controlled through uh, custom-made programs by uh, Ford or GM or Opal or or whatever company you you care to name as iOS applications, and you know, you drop that in, and instead of having to fumble with dials, you hit a button on your steering wheel, and you tell uh, you tell your car that you want the 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 air temperature set to seventy two degrees Fahrenheit, or you would like uh, just the passenger seat warmed, or that your seat is fine, or you would like the seat set to position six, or you know however many presets that you have for your electronic seats. You would like to have a uh, video routed through to a small monitor that's in the back seat for your kids and tell them what movie. I mean, all these things that you currently have to kind of do manually. You take your eyes off the road and you have to fumble with stuff in your center console. A lot of that could be handled through Siri in uh, either an iPad or an iPhone. And one other thing that it could be very, very useful for would be security in your car, where uh, when you when you turn your car off and you go to get out, you hit that little button, you take the iPad with you, and without the iPad being present there in the car, the car won't start. Well, you know, you know, you know what I mean. No, nah, it's rubbish. Fucking rubbish. Why? Why is that? Um, right. For one, think about a long. Uh, if you if you are spending ten to twenty thousand pounds or whatever that on a car, what is right. that? Yeah, what is that? Like twenty five thousand dollars or something like that. Right. You expect that car to last, I suppose, ten years. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at the time span of the. Uh, just the connector, for instance. Right. That change that cha- that w- that's changed twice, and I'm sure it'll change a third time as well. There's no way a, a car company is going to spend that sort of money, an investment in into a an interface, or connect themselves so close to a, to a particular uh, company, be it Apple or Android or whatever, or iOS or, uh, um, operating system, I should say. Uh, it'd be mad because. If if I if I'm Ford and I make a car and I I want that car to last ten years, mm-hmm. there is no guarantee that I can say to my customer that you know this connector will uh, last this length of time because it won't because it's totally beyond their control. 
So I think really that the point being is cars will build in interfaces so that will interface over Bluetooth or whatever it is, and I'm sure they're doing it now, I'm sure they are, uh, between uh, an iOS device or uh, an Android device, which will interface with the car's uh, computer technology. But I don't believe ever that a third-party software, um, which isn't controlled by the car company, will ever be integrated into a, uh, into a, into a car. Drink to that then. Okay. Sit down your pipe and smoke it. Go on. <laughs> the well, one thing you have to remember is the original. Uh, originally, I believe um, iPods, which was kind of the first, I guess you could call it an iOS device, uh, used FireWire, and then that switched over to the thirty-pin connector as far as the the direct connection into the device. That t- that thirty pin connector lasted over ten years before they switched it out. I mean, it's just now being switched over to the the lightning connector. And oh, oh hang on a bit. Yeah. Uh, okay. Go so ahead. we went. So we went from from FireWire mm-hmm. to to USB. More or less, yeah. To lightning. Yes. So that's three in ten years. Mm, yeah, but th- well, actually, th- in thirteen, uh, yeah, thirteen yeah, yeah, years. But- 13 years because first oh. you had first you had firewire which lasted uh, uh one to three years then the 10 pin connector which has lasted nine to ten years and now we've just switched over to the lightning connector and I, there's I, no I, reason why that couldn't last 10 years i just i just can't see it personally I, I think if anything um cars will have inbuilt wi-fi environments sure uh closed wi- wi-fi environments but will will work with uh uh, with uh, iOS or Android or whatever, or BlackBerry, and um, and Wi-Fi is fast enough to support uh, HD movies and everything else. So I, I I don't know why any car company would limit themselves to a, a physical connection to, that uh, you know it, to any any one particular brand. You're thinking I'm right now, aren't you? I can feel it. I'm, I can feel I'm thinking the vibes. Of you you feel I'm, I'm right now, aren't you? No, I'm not. I, I can, I can, you are. I can feel it. You're, you're the, I think the listeners and you are thinking. Actually, yeah, Will's right on this one. Nope. What do you think? I'm not thinking that at all. I, I think that um, I given think given right. given the proper incentive, yeah, that uh, any of these companies would because I mean the the one thing that Apple has going for it versus. Uh, Android or BlackBerry or really any of these other companies has been a reasonable consistency in hardware design. Uh, the iPad physically hasn't really changed all that much as far as its size goes. Uh, now we, we've only seen the first generation iPad mini and of course the, the iPhone up until the iPhone five, you know, the iPhone one, two, uh, three, uh, three GS, four, four S were all pretty much the same size. So, I th- I think a consistency in hardware device is something that would benefit car manufacturers, especially if they go to the trouble to make uh, custom built applications to do a lot of the stuff that they're currently having to pre-program into built-in computers because right now like I've got I've got a uh a Ford Flex which has Microsoft Sync system in it 
and it works great. I, it connects via Bluetooth to my phone or to my iPad or to any other device that is Bluetooth capable. But the problem is if there is an update to the software, I have to first download it from a website here on my home network. That's even assuming I know about it. Put that onto a USB stick and then go into my car, get out the manual and look up the procedure for updating the software that's in the built-in computer in the car. So if instead you were using something like an iPhone or an iPad to control a lot of these same functions or even to build onto those functions, if there's an update, you take the device out of your car, you plug it into your computer, it does the updates, you plug it back into your car. There's absolutely nothing else for the end user to do, especially if we're talking about updates that can affect um, the security or... Uh, well, I guess security, you know, for, or anything else that has to do with the comfort of driving some of these cars. Don't you find it's a pain in the arse? The whole sort of a computer driving your car, or at least it's the center of your car. What a bloody nightmare it is. It's these days, what, what, if you've got an old car and the central lock in with the old thingy, you know, the little widgety thing goes, the, you know, the with the computer chip in there with the immobilizer that's what mm -hmm. i wanted immobilizer as soon as that goes your car is written off it's dead it's, yeah either that I, or you end up having to spend you know a, a thousand pounds or two thousand dollars to get the computer fixed or it's it and it's know, a disgrace out they, they talk about you know trying to make things environmentally friendly and all this uh, and you know our car is uh, we're trying to save uh, money on oil or the you know the environment on oil or the environment on petrol and basically, they, they, they force you to write enough of your car years before the car is necessarily uh, needs changing uh, and uh, purely because of the computer. Yeah. It's a disgrace. Yeah. But if, if you had something that controlled a lot of those functions, like an iPad or an iPhone or an Android device or, or any other handheld portable device, and that was the brains of your car, and there was a, an essential fix or an essential download that would make your car run better, you wouldn't have to take it into the dealer to get it fixed. All you would have to do is just bring it into your house and plug it in your home network. Do you think they'd do that, though? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it's all a big racket, isn't it? They're tied in with the, the you know, imagine it's a Ford car and the Ford dealership. They're, they're, they're keen to get you to take your sure. car back to the Ford dealership. It's all a big racket, and um, I don't think it'll ever go down that route. I'm not being, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to be negative, but you can see it's all there, isn't it? I, I don't think it'll ever go down that route. Uh, a because of the ever-changing uh, political world of IT, if you like, you know, who are you going to go with, uh, Android or iOS or, or uh, BlackBerry, which I think are coming back. Or uh, well, uh, we can have a whole discussion about that. I but, I think BlackBerry is dead. I think that, yeah. That, so that, I, no, I'm only being kind, really, to BlackBerry. I feel sorry for him. Um, and also the the sort of whole dealership thing and the connection between selling a, 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 a new car and maintaining a new car, and then then after three or four years, then trying to get you to to, to trade up to a, a new car. It's it's a, it's a disgrace, really. Well. You know, yeah. and the thing is with a lot, especially new car dealers, 
they don't really make that much money on the sales of new cars. It's it's their service departments and their used car lots that are really making most of the money. Yeah. Yeah. So are, are we in agreement then basically that I'm right and you're wrong? Um, no, but I see your point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think we've, we, we've taken this about as far as we can. So, so. and we but need I to. Really enjoy, I really enjoyed that conversation because it, it made me think about things that I never really thought about before. What, like curry and Chinese food mixed yeah, together? Yeah, the whole thing, really. But yeah, <laughs> it's, it's maybe rather angry at the, uh, the car companies because it, 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 it is, isn't it? it well, it could be better. It, it could be so much better. I want to break into song now about. Uh, I love my car. <laughs> no. No. I, I've got an old uh, VW camper van. Oh, I love! Were, I'm looking for one of those. We we talked about that. I think last uh, last time you were on. But you, but you know where you are with those because if it if it doesn't work, you can fix it. There's no immobilizers. There's no yeah. computers. I mean, the bugger just goes or not, you know. So um, it's simple. Yeah, very simple. Yeah, it's like uh, well, my first car was a '74 um, Plymouth Duster. With a little 225 slant six engine, and you know the worst that could happen with that car, there was they had a um, I don't even know why we're talking about this right now, but I, I love talking about this stuff. There was a there was like a hundred um, k ceramic resistor that they had on the firewall that had something to do with the ignition system, and if that resistor for whatever reason went bad, your car wouldn't start. So until and I was waiting for a replacement for it when I first got my my first car. So if I wanted to start my car, I had to to turn the ignition on and then open up the hood and then get like a a pair of pliers or something and short between those two leads <laughs> so that I could start my car. And yeah, you know, it didn't really impress the girls all that much. But that's that's neither here nor there. Um we're gonna we're gonna move on to the third section of the show. So everybody, please go ahead. Can I, just yeah. one last one. Uh -huh. I remember I come back from a gig from um, uh, from Stoke and Trent. So so that that's Northern England and getting right. in the motorway. And my mate was driving a car. Who we was like a, a fellow cabaret musicians, and uh, the window wipers had stopped working. So we we broke <laughs> off the window wiper and got some gaffer tape and taped it to a mic stand and. And it was in the middle of winter, and I remember we were sort of rocketing down the motorway, and my job was to to to, to get <laughs> stick to the, get the mic stand out the window and, and go up there with on the on the window. God, they were the days. Those were proper cars, <laughs> proper cars they were. Oh yeah, nothing dangerous about that at all. No, I, I tell you what, I tell you what, I got, it was bloody freezing as well. I got some gloves in the end because it because the snow was coming down. And it was uh, yeah, but we got hope. Okay, in the end. Well, obviously, <laughs> since you're doing this podcast with no, actually, Will Green died oh, no, while, no, while no. hanging while hanging out the window, trying <laughs> to keep the windshield clear for his good friend who was driving in the winter time. We there shall a, miss him. Yeah, there was a bloke who really slagged us off. We were we were called Band in the Box. We were the, a couple of really <laughs> crap cabaret artists, really rubbish. And this, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I've, I've just realized I better break off at that point. <laughs> okay. Uh, everyone. He's just, he's, he's just died, so I won't go down that. Uh, everyone, stand by to stand by, and we'll be, we'll be right back 
with something. I'm not quite sure at this point what it will be. Don't even try to touch me. Kitty, warm kitty, little ball of fur. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up what, here, Mark. What, what's going on, Kevin? You're singing the song Soft Kitty. That That's only for when somebody's sick and not feeling well. Oh, but I thought it'd be a great intro into the show. I mean, after all, people listening to us, they've got to be a little bit sick, don't they? That's true. We can't deny that. Especially if they want to hug a geek every week. I know. A little bit confusing. A little bit painful. I feel sorry for them. <laughs> but you know what? If you haven't listened to Geekiest Show Ever, simply go across to iTunes and type in Geekiest Show Ever, and you can listen to Kevin and me every single week. We're sick, we're twisted, but we have fun doing it. This is Dave Hamilton from the Mac Geek Cab, and I never listen to Guy and Gaz, uh, the G-Men on the MyMac Podcast. And welcome to the last section of, uh, of the MyMac.com podcast. Thank you all for, for downloading the show. Uh, this has been a unique, a unique podcast, Will. Well, that's good, isn't it? It is good. It's different, different is always good. And uh, I, I hope I hope everyone else is enjoying it as much as as, as I am recording it with you. Um, before before we get distracted, I'm I'm going to uh, now. Typically, this is the part where, where Gaz does his tip. So I, I I have gone to the trouble to uh, to put together a tip for this week. Hit it. Gases tips, mostly. Gases tips, mostly. Gases tips. It's time for Gases tip. Okay, so if you're a keyboard junkie, you'll be happy to know that the dock in OS X can also be used right from the keyboard with all of its various functions. You can navigate around, you can right click, you can launch apps, force quit, force quit apps, hide others, and so much more. And the way you do it is you hold down the control key, the function key, and F3 to summon the dock with keyboard navigation enabled. And this works even if the dock is hidden by default. Now, if, if you want to go from uh, to the right or to the left, just use the arrow keys, and that'll move you amongst the various dock items. The up arrow key will pull open the dock's items menu, the same as the right click. The return key will launch the currently selected app. You can use keyboard letters to jump to apps by the first letter of the app name. The hold option key while navigating to and then hit the up arrow key to access force quit. Command and return to reveal the dock item in the finder. And command option return to hide all the other apps in Windows except for the currently selected dock item. The only thing to remember besides the shortcuts is that you have to use the initial control plus function plus F3 command to enable the keyboard navigation and dock every time you want to use it. Otherwise, the remaining keyboard commands will not work as intended. Well, that's simple then, isn't it? Yeah, well, not really. I'm, I honestly, I, I use a couple of keyboard shortcuts, but for the most part, I'm, I'm a, a mouse and button kind of guy. 
I don't know what really bothers, really. You know, command and space and just type in what you want in, in, in Spotlight. People have gone about Arthur and all this sort of stuff. But really, is there any point, really? Well, different people have different ways of, of navigating around their system. And I, I think it's good that, that there's all kinds of ways built in. I mean, it, it all depends on how you want to use your computer. That's a that's a really nice um. What's one I'm looking for? Compromise? Not even compromise. Um, the the mature statesman. Oh, is that me? <laughs> that should scare everybody. Hit it. That's the end of Gaz's tips. That's Most the end of Gaz's tips. That's the end of Gaz's tips. Is that the uh, the end of the tip? Will you let me finish? Gaz's tips. And yeah, okay, so. I just did a jingle, didn't it? Well, I, I hadn't had enough enough soundboard in this show, and I I know you do like the soundboard. You know, we were talking about cars earlier. Here's here's what my car sounds like. <laughs> oh, and when someone comes up to my door, <laughs> thing, ah. the thing with it, having an old car, it's it's always um. It's a struggle, isn't it? It can be. It, oh, it, 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 you, 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 you pray. We well, say thank you, at least. I do. Anyway, every time, uh, end of a journey, uh, I thank my car for getting me there. And uh, well, even, with, even with my newer car, I'm, I'm that same way. Now, <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, we're getting ready to go. Uh, I haven't talked to Gaz about this yet, but he's probably going to have to find someone to do the show with in June. Because uh, we're going to get the whole family together once my son and, well, actually both my sons get out of school. And we're going to drive from where I live in Virginia all the way down to Central Florida and do some of the theme parks down there and have a little bit of, uh, have a little bit of vacation. That sounds fantastic. What, what did you got? It's a, a 2009 Ford Flex. Though we may, we may rent a car. Because the, the nice thing about renting a car, especially if you're going on a long journey, is if you have a problem with it and it's somebody else's rental car, you just call them up and they bring you a new car. Yeah. Whereas if it's your own car and it gets broken down, you know, you're, you're kind of stuck with, with having to be close to get it fixed. You see, that's the big difference, difference between uh, the UK and, and America. Our distances really, you can get anywhere, pretty much anywhere in the UK within, within like, 200 miles. Yeah. Yeah. Not so much in the uh, States. And then that's that. Two hundred miles is extreme. A hundred, hundred and fifty miles is like the average. And I sort of imagine America that you go to and you hire one of these um, those big camper vans. What do they call them? In oh, uh, oh, you're talking about well, yeah, a camper, RV. Yeah, RV. That's it, an RV. And you can drive like a thousand miles in one. And oh, easy. And, you can go a lot more than that. Uh, like if you wanted to go from from where I live. All the way out to say the MacWorld Expo in San Francisco, you're talking over three thousand miles. Wow, that's amazing. There's a, you could travel from the I, I reckon from the bottom of the UK to the right to the top, and it would be about eight hundred miles, no more. Yeah, well, so, like going down to Florida, it's about the part that, or at least the area that we're going to from where I live now, is about nine hundred miles. Have you ever seen, um, oh, not Dave, uh, oh, oh, Paul. The, Paul, yeah, 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 with, um, Simon Gregg, uh, not yeah. Simon Gregg, um, 
No, it is Simon Gregory, isn't it? And the fat bloke. Yeah. The, blo- the blonde bloke and the fat bloke. Right. Yeah, I have. I just saw that recently. I, I love the movies that they've done together. Um, the zombie one, um, Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. And Hot Fuzz. Yeah. Love yeah. him. Love him to death. Simon Pegg. That's his name. Simon Pegg. Yeah, not Greg. But, <laughs> um, I, I watched that film. I think, wow, I'd love to do that. You know, that to me is like the American dream holiday, really. But being Just, chased by government agents while driving an RV? Oh, without that bit, but with oh, the okay, alien, okay, but, but yeah. having the RV, yeah, no, and the alien, that'd be jolly, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, it can be driving long distance. Now, I've I've done it. I've done it on on numerous occasions. I've driven between. I think the farthest I drove by myself was from here in Northern Virginia all the way down to Fort Lauderdale, which is about 1,100 miles. And yeah, I got about as far as I was about an hour away from (laughs) where our stopping point was. And I just, I couldn't go any farther. I had to, I had to (laughs) stop and have the guy and the guy I was traveling with basically slept for the, like the entire time. And we're talking probably 14, 15 hours of driving with, you know, stopping to get something to eat or food or, you know, I'm sorry, not food, gas or, you know, bathroom breaks, things like that. It was, but it was over a thousand miles. And by the time I got, I got to like about that thousand mile mark, I was, I was almost a zombie myself. You know, it was one of those things where I'm driving. Now the the roads in Florida, boy, we're here. We go. We're going off on so many tangents this show. The roads in Florida for the most part are long and straight. You know, not a whole, not many hills in, in Florida. And I was driving and I kind of shook my head at one point. This is like two, three o'clock in the morning. And I realized that I hadn't remembered anything that had happened <laughs> over the last 15 minutes. And I didn't even wait for the next exit. I just, I pulled the car over immediately and woke up the guy I was traveling with. I said, you, you got to finish this drive. And he was kind of like, well, where are we? And I told him where we were. He's like, Dude, we're only like another hour. I said, "Look, if if I stay behind the wheel of this car, we're going to die. So you, <laughs> you need to take over here." Now, Will, <laughs> back on back on track. Okay, uh, can I add? Uh, can I add my sure uh, couple of things? Yeah, there was. Um, I've done one when I went to Scotland, and uh, I was I was a, a bachelor at the time, and, and um, I had this great big Saab car. Oh and, yeah, and I thought, right, we're going to go to Scotland. A nine hundred series. Uh, it was a 60, no, a 99. It was a 99, um, big 70s thing, all cream and uh, brown plush uh, interior. And look, it was a lovely thing. And uh, so I, I, I packed it all up. I thought, well, there's plenty of time. And I thought, well, I won't leave quite yet. I thought, I'll go down, to, I'll go down for lunch. So I went down to my local pub, uh, the Maltese. I thought, right, okay, I'll have a bit of lunch and a pint, which I did. So then I'll set out. And yeah. I remember to, getting into Scotland probably about eight hours later. Wow. And setting up the tent. And uh, I, I remember sort of driving in through the, the, the Scottish mountains and starting to see things in the road. Yeah. Um, almost almost really hallucinating. There, you know, yeah, you were hallucinating. Uh, you were so was, tired. It, it and the other one I did is a, a very similar thing. I thought, I'll set out 
and I had to cycle. I was on a cycling holiday. And again, it was, about, well, it was about 100 miles. I thought, well, I won't, you know, rush at this thing. Uh, I'll have a pint and something to eat, again at the Maltese, <laughs> and then I'll set out. So I had a couple of pints and something to eat, and I got my cycle, and I cycled 100 miles to Oxford. Wow. And by the time, and, and, and I, I got there, man, the things I was seeing, it was mad. Um, but I did it. Are you sure they weren't there? <laughs> no, I think they def- definitely weren't there. <laughs> Do you, Will, do you have an app pick for us this week? I do. Uh, a couple, if you don't mind. Okay. Um, what's all this about Cheetah, Puma, Jaguar further what? down in the... Uh, in your show notes. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> don't worry. We'll get to that. Okay. Right. I've got an app pick. I've got two. Um, iOS, Yes. I stole this from a, a mate called Carl, who, and he did it as a, a pick, and it's called Yahoo Weather, and it's free, and it's for iOS, and it works on, obviously, uh, uh, iPad, iPhone stuff. And it's a rather nice weather app that also, so you, you either, it detects where you are, or you tell it where you are, and it downloads photos of where you are and makes that the background. Really nice. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, it really, it really is uh, genuinely nice. And it gives you the um, time, temperature, uh, calendar, location, uh, the place the, the moon is at, where the sun is. It's all free, no adverts going on or whatever. Really good. Uh, Yahoo Weather uh, widget for iOS. And the second one I want to choose is for OS ten. Uh, an application called Grand Perspective. I've used this for years now. So if you're concerned that your computer is running out of uh, space, as in storage space, um, and you want to find out where it's all gone, this is a free application that searches your Mac, and it's almost like little cubes, really. And each, uh, you know, how big is the cube is how big is the file. And um, it shows you where all your space on your Mac has been taken up. And then you can click on a particular cube that's really big, and it'll take you to the particular place in the finder where that particular file is. So you can either put it into your uh, an external hard drive or what. It's good. Oh, that is cool. Uh, my app pick this week is called Animationist. It's by, uh, I don't know if I can say this. Uh, should have thought about this before I picked it. Cineum uh, Software, S Y N. I-U-M, Cineum, I think is what that is. Uh, it's about $30 at the Mac App Store, which is is a little expensive. But if you've ever, if you work with um, either uh, video or if you need to make like animated uh, web banners or things along those lines, this works kind of like a, a a video editor where you're bringing things in from outside the box that you actually want to see and changing opacity or moving it around or having it flip in various directions. It, it kind of works like motion, uh, Apple's motion program, but on it's a, it's much easier to work with. Now, obviously, it's not as powerful as motion, but it is much easier to use. And I, I kind of found it by accident, but I really like it. It's called Animationist by Cineum uh, Software. I'll, I'll, I might get that right before we're done. 
uh, and it's available for $30 at the Mac App Store. Now, we don't have any new Facebook likes. Uh, we have a couple people that joined us over in Google+, including My Random Bollocks. Thanks, thanks, My Random Bollocks, <laughs> for, for joining the, the My Mac Google Plus page. We, we do appreciate that. Uh, not sure where you got that name, but there's no new... I, now, something kind of weird with iTunes. Uh, I've got this program called CommentCast. And the nice thing about CommentCast is not only does it go and look for new comments for the MyMac podcast in the U.S. and U.K. iTunes stores, but it goes throughout the world wherever there's uh, uh, an iTunes store. But I've noticed in, in the U.S. version of the iTunes store that anytime you click on, like say you're looking at a podcast and you want to look at some of the reviews for that podcast, I've been getting an error message almost every single time I hit that button. So I don't, I'm not even sure if there are new reviews in iTunes and Comcast isn't able to pick them up because of some kind of weirdness in iTunes. So if you have recently written an iTunes review, please let me know. Uh, I'm not ignoring it. I just, right now, for one reason or another, I'm not seeing it. So if you have written an iTunes review, please let me know. Ugh. Now I'm getting starting to get hungry talking about chicken curry and, and prawns and, and all the rest of that. Uh, well, you know it's coming. Yeah, I know. For for all for you it is. Uh yeah. Will, if people got, wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do it? Um they could go to Britishmark.com. Listen, common cast, that sounds good. Yeah, it'll it, it'll go to any iTunes, like you basically put in the podcast that you wanted to check for comments. Like actually, uh, let me try something real quick here. I don't know if this is going to work. This is live and on the air. I'm going to start up comment cast. There it is. And let's see if, how quickly I can add the British. Whoops. Oh crap. It's limited. The, un, the, the free version is limited to two media items. Okay, well then let's do this. I will get rid of one of the ones that I've got there. How do I get rid of it? Remove selected item. God, why do things have to be so... Yes, I would like to delete it. It's what I've been trying to do. <laughs> I'm going to put in British Mac. And it comes up with British Mac Will Green. So I'm going to add it. And it's now checking for comments. Isn't this fascinating? It's <laughs> you have 206 reviews. Really? Uh, you have five from Australia, five from Ireland, five from the Netherlands. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's your rating. You have one from each one of those. You have 256 from the UK. You have 12 from the United States. And that's it. But you have 200 and 206 reviews. Goody. And most of them are very good. You have like an overall, uh, looks like about a 4.8 or 4. Point, uh, no, sorry, 4.69 overall review for the British Mac podcast. And it's free. You can download it for free. It's called Comment Cast. I'm looking at it. That's really good, isn't it? Yeah. 
Well, because it used to be when Gaz and I would get to this part of the show, we'd have to say, if, you know, if you've done an iTunes review, let us know, and we'll go and look at it and, and you know, put it in and, and, you know, do the Woody and all the rest of that. But now I can just fire up CometCast, say, go check for new reviews for my Mac, and it'll just bring, up, bring them all up from all over the world. That's brilliant. That's really good. Yeah, and it's That's free. Brilliant. Well, at least for two right. for two podcasts, it's free. <laughs> uh, where do we get to? Uh, we, I was asking you how people can get a hold of you. Oh yes, BritishMac.com. Yes, and that's British it. Mark. Yeah, I guess that because I think all your but, contact information is available there. Yeah, pretty much. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's BritishMac or all the rest of that. You still there, Will? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. I thought maybe I'd lost you there for a second. Uh, if you want to get a hold of either Gaz or myself, uh, our email addresses are guy oh, uh, at mymac.com. Yeah, go ahead. There's a bloke talking. There's a what? There's a bloke talking. Can't you hear him? Or is that... No, I think Where's that's from your end. Oh, yes, it is. Sorry. Yes, good. Can you start <laughs> that bit again? Sure. If you want to get a hold of either Gas or myself, you can contact us via our email addresses, which is guy at mymac.com, G U Y, or gaz at mymac.com, G A Z. Uh, we have, or you can contact either one of us on Twitter. I am at twitter.com forward slash macparrot. And Gaz is uh, twitter.com forward slash gazmaz g-a-z-z m-a-z-z and we have a combined twitter account which is twitter.com forward slash guy and gaz if you would like to contact fearless leader tim he can be reached at feedback at mymac.com and uh i don't know if you if you knew this will but we have a skype telephone number but don't well uh, yeah, I, I sort of did, but nobody calls it, do they? No, very few people call it, and I, I think they should. But that number is, if you're outside of the United States, you have to add plus one is area code 703-436-9501. 703-436-9501. Now, Will, is there I, anything I, else that you want to talk about before before we wrap this up? <laughs> no, I, I don't think so. Um, yes, I would call it just for a minute and then put the phone down. That'll, that'll annoy him. <laughs> you putting the phone number down? Yeah, call call our Skype number and leave like a, a long rambling five minute message that you're going to force yeah, me to play yeah, on the show. That's what I would do. Good. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah go, go ahead. Can, can I say sure. thank you for inviting me onto this? Podcast? Of course you can. As thank a, thank you a, for, thank you for coming in and filling in for gas. Oh well, that's that's okay. It, it, he had, well, uh, big big shoes to fill, really, and I hope I've done a. You've done great. <laughs> I have a feeling. Shoes. I have a feeling that this show is going to generate a lot of comments. I I don't know what they're going to say yet, but I think it's going to generate a lot of comments. Um, <laughs> I would like I would like uh, on behalf of Will and Gaz and myself to say thank you to everyone who downloads the MyMac.com podcast. We really, the really idiot. do appreciate it. They're the idiots. <laughs> no. 
No, that's not true. Listen, this old rubbish. I wouldn't bother. So, oh, so you know, Will, I think that bar none, that this is the best show that I have ever done, and that I'm good enough, smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. Now, you want to read that bit after that? Uh, let me get to the show notes. Okay. Hey, you you do this bit every week, don't you? Yeah. So what bit do I have to say? Uh, it's just after the the Rim Tobertson part, near the end. It's in big letters. Um, I've got the Romanian thing. Right before that, can you read that bit? It was great to have Will Green on the podcast. No, that's not what uh, it says. That's what <laughs> after, back next no, week. no, no, no. Before that, before that. The above word is the last word in the show notes, not the words below. <laughs> no, the, the the words in Romanian. Where is it? It's it's in the big letters just above where it says it was great to have Will Green. I got it. I think this is the best show I've ever done, <laughs> and I'm good enough, smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. And for that, I would just have to say, a fast. Minunat sa alba va verde pe podcast gaz va fidin nua septamania vitoare acum la reverdere. It was great to have Will Green on the podcast. Gaz will be back next week. Now, goodbye. Thanks for downloading this podcast. You can also find other great podcasts on the Stoplight Network, like the Tech Fan Podcast, Three Geeky Ladies, Not Another Mac Podcast, The Mac Specialist Podcast, Geekiest Show Ever, The Teacher Cast Podcast, The Apple Junkies Podcast, and the All New App Minute Podcast. Okay, you ready? I'm just crushing balls first. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, please. Yeah, don't do that during the show. People don't want to. People don't want to hear you scratch your balls. It's, a, it's an essential part of uh, being a man, I of, think. Well, yeah, yeah. That. And, well, I think it's an essential part of podcasting. Yes, me too. Yeah. They need a ball scratching uh, moment in every show, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, of course, it makes it hard for the for you know the women podcasters. I'm, I'm not sure what the equivalent of that would be. I don't know either. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to go there. To be honest with you. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Okay, let's go.